0: Greetings Pitch Heads and welcome to the latest episode of The Pitch Guys, where we are taking a deep dive into the world of Artificial Intelligence. Now before you start thinking this is going to be a serious and boring episode, let me just remind you that we are The Pitch Guys, and we don't do serious or boring. Just a quick heads up, the introduction you just read was written by none other than ChatGPT, our very own AI model. So if it sounds a little robotic or lacking in humor, blame the robot and not us. On this episode, we'll be discussing the latest advancements in AI, the implications of AI on various industries and even how to pitch AI-related content. We'll also be sharing some of our favorite AI-related pitch ideas, from comedic chatbot scripts to AI-themed reality shows. So sit back, relax, and let's learn about AI in the funniest way possible. And remember, if you have kids, send them to the nearest robotics lab to build robots for an hour and 15.
1: Now let's head down to the Pitch Palace and get started. Wow. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know who your sexy friend is, but I means to find out.
2: <laughs> Isn't that something, guys? That was written entirely by uh ChatGPT, this new AI chatbot that uh, everybody's talking about right now,
1: which we don't own at all. No, no. we have no, we no. do not. We're not affiliated. But
2: all I did was I fed it three previous episode introductions. Mm-hmm. And I told it we were doing an episode on AI and to write an introduction in my style. And yeah. that's what it came up with. So
3: you didn't give it anything other than AI and some examples?
2: I gave it examples of my writing mm-hmm. and that prompt. Wow. And that's what it that's came up crazy. with. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: impressive. But if it's really intelligent, it probably would have just said, I'm not reading that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, well, it didn't, but uh, it is it is pretty insane that it was, I'd say, mostly usable, mm-hmm, and uh, there, it has a ways to go, like it seems to me maybe a little lacking in personality, but I'm
1: pretty blown away by it. Yeah. I've been using it for like two weeks, and I've already become dependent on it. Mm. That's just a, how you
3: respond to all your texts and everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. a lazy
1: man, and I find that it can do pretty much anything I can do. But well, you know what? It actually
2: hasn't been two weeks, because I recall mm-hmm. that about eight days ago, right? Uh, I was coming over to watch a movie with you. Yes. And prior to coming over, I had been reading about this chat, GPT, and I'd kind of discarded it, and you know, mm-hmm. I'd been hearing a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. It's your whole put it on the story back burner.
1: about disproving the amount of time I established, and then also <laughs> establishing that you showed me this thing first. Not at all. No. That's- you know what AI isn't? Petty.
3: Okay. Well, well maybe it <laughs> is. Let me, let me yeah, re- start- train it to be petty. Yeah.
2: Let me restart then by saying that, you know, I'll revise the story if you want, if it makes you feel good. That's it's been actually- two weeks or so. That's actually the truth. Yeah that I just gave, but if you'd like, I can yeah. say when we were over here, we just accidentally discovered what this thing could do together. That's not the truth, but if well, it makes you feel happy,
1: then... Much like the AI, I was speaking my truth.
2: <laughs> okay, well, everybody can speak the Good truth. Job, Trevor. But anyway... now with AI, you have to speak your own Regardless truth. Regardless of how it started, it yeah. really wasn't that long ago, and you and I, Trevor and I, we started messing around with it, and it was just mostly ridiculousness at first, like can we throw this machine for a loop? Yeah, you know, can we feed it things that it just won't be able to handle? And I think both of us that evening were quite astounded. Yeah, by how good it. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything respond quite like the way it did. Maybe we need to explain it more.
1: Well, here it is. If you don't know, uh, if you haven't been to the site, here it is in a nutshell. Right. Um, the company OpenAI. I assume that's the company's handle that's right yeah uh they have a suite of ai related services and i think they started out early on with like ai for instruction so teaching people how to do stuff and it is great at that so an ai instruction and then they had like like
3: like an automated response if you needed help uh, like support or something you chat in
1: you type in things like hey summarize how to build a combustion engine oh and it'll tell you Right. Or hey, tell me how to code a mobile game okay. or tell me how to uh, teach a robot to love. And it'll tell you all those things. <laughs> all right, just explain uh, quadratic equations to me in right. simple terms. And it'll do that. And you can okay. add follow-up questions. But that's the boring stuff, okay. yeah. the instruction stuff. Right. But then they came out with like, you know, the art AI blew up and that's the Dolly program. And now they have Dolly too, where you can type in, you know, a prompt and it'll cr- generate a pretty sophisticated looking artwork. And there's been some uh, controversy around that, whether or not it's technically stealing from other artists who have uploaded images. And if it Uh. breaks it into a thousand pixels and puts it back together, is it genuine? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how it works exactly. I don't bother to find out how things work. I just like magic.
2: (laughs) And in fact, if you go and you look at the episode cover for this particular episode, Uh it is generated uh, by Dally. Wow. Uh, so I just gave it a prompt. Now Alan and he
1: created that image. Do you know that uh, Dolly is probably named after Salvador Dali?
2: That's what I figured. yes. he
1: was the most famous surrealist, and that's fitting because this AI is pretty friggin' surreal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And now then, one that's really popular is the chat, and the chat is basically if you want to generate any kind of text-based thing, like a short story, an essay, a sonnet, a poem, right. a menu, anything, code. Yeah. If you want right. a whole stream of code, you just tell it what you want and you'll get something. And it's usually pretty good right off the start, but then you can just continue
3: revising it till it's exactly what you want. So, and it's like a chat. So my, my anniversary is coming up. Yeah. I could type in some qualities of my wife and. Yeah write me a sonnet. Or you could just ask the AI to come up with some qualities about your wife. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) In fact, I actually, it was just my wife's birthday. Yes. And I just did this very thing. Yes. I gave it some information about my wife to incorporate into a poem. I gave it a rhyme scheme. Excellent. I told it how many verses I wanted Mm -hmm. and it generated it within five seconds. Mm -hmm. Now, I was very um, open with my wife and I told her right out, you know, this Your is what I AI. i did not
3: create I did, this. Thing.
2: I didn't make this, but I told it what to do. Yeah. And she was floored and actually touched. So, hey, like it, Look was, at a, that.
1: it was a win-win. I gave it a little bit of criteria yeah. and said, generate a, you know, passable song about myself and mm-hmm. it has to have my name in it in most lines and uh it generated <laughs> it and lines. now i have that's a song a that i can just sing to myself when i'm in the tub nice yes that's well excellent.
3: so you have no experience with this ai no i'm uh, i mean i <laughs> i know of people who or i i guess i saw on instagram some people like posting yeah. the pictures mm-hmm. uh and somebody uh, sent me an email about it but i, I didn't really read that's it too surprising
1: hard. to me because i think if people were here to see us in person and see what we look like of the three of us, they would assume Derek. Okay. That's the guy who's been dabbling (laughs) in the AI. That's the guy who's in front of the computer. And then, Oh, that guy over there, he's probably, uh, he's probably got a few bags of pork rinds on the go. (laughs) (laughs) And then that other one over there, he, he's the handsome one. who's probably allergic to peanuts. (laughs) That's. Well,
2: you know, um, it's, I I suppose we're going to get into this, but mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's actually kind of scary. It's exciting and scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The implications. Is this a topic that's coming up later or is this something we're going to talk talk about about the great
1: things about AI? We're going to dabble into the fears a bit. Okay. Um, well then maybe I'll save that. The future is now. I'll save that and come back to that. Yeah. Let me just say, if you haven't checked it out, I was there for, you know, the home computing revolution. And then I was there for, you know, the birth of the internet with dial up. Right. And then I was there for windows 95. Yeah. And I was there for Napster and I was even there for MySpace. I seek you. What
2: about YouTube? That was a pretty big, I was there
1: for YouTube. I was there for Google. Yeah. And this is the most impressive technological advance. I think I've witnessed in my lifetime. Wow.
2: I think it's a total paradigm shift. And as soon as what I saw, it could do, it, I, it was mind-blowing and uh, started experimenting with things that might help me with in work mm. and found that almost instantly it was creating usable uh, uh, outputs back at me within seconds that could really? make my job easier.
1: Yeah. Wow. But it calls th- in for you when you want to fake sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but it's, it, I would say that within five years, our lives are going to be immeasurably different. Because Based of on this technology. technology. Let me put
1: it this way to you people out there. Uh, you might not even be certain whether or not we're AI. Mm. And we have no idea if you're AI listening to us. That's true. Most of our audience at this point already could be AI.
2: <laughs> well, maybe that's how we get our numbers up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> get a bunch of bots AI listening
3: to, to us. Right. So- I have a question on this right. con- on this concept. So don't ask us. Ask AI. Could you like? What are some examples of stuff that you fed into it? I'm okay. just intrigued here. Well,
1: well let's, here let's get into that with like you know what things we can do with this.
2: Like right. I think he's asking the question about like he wants examples of ChatGPT practical applications before we pitch what we can Alan, do with it.
1: I think I know what Derek is talking about. Right. And I think that he is talking about what I'm saying.
2: I'm not sure about that. I want to I want to get I'd, more clarification. I, I want to
3: hear, it. Alan, Alan. <laughs> I this, think that This Derek sounds like an AI <laughs> box right now. You need more <laughs> clarification. I need to feed you some I more. think we should take a pause and have a little chat. Are you serious? Sure? Serious?
1: No. Okay not right now,
3: but we we <laughs> got some things to address. <laughs> well, anyway, like you guys Eric. have a lot of experience <laughs> with it. What are some things that you have put in that you've been impressed with? All right. Well, there
2: is one that go I ahead. wanted to share. Sure, anyway. go for it. So, just uh, I won't get into the specifics of it, but you know, you just I just kind of went down a well the other day with it. Mm-hmm. And I saw some stand-up comedian talking about how Tom Cruise basically does the same movie over and over again. Okay. He's uh, like uh it's basically the same template that he follows so i asked chat gpt to write me a typical tom cruise movie about um him being a plumber (laughs) and uh, and so it spit out a summary that was very similar to top gun but different enough but i mean Top Gun's also kind of like Cocktail, and they're all kind of the same. You got a man who loses confidence, in himse- uh, loses confidence in himself about halfway through the movie, and through the help of a good woman, he refines it, and he becomes the best he can at whatever that particular trade is. You so, change
1: a couple lines in the movie, and yeah. Rain Man is exactly the same as Vanilla Sky.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, then I went, went further with it, and I said, okay... Now, write a song, the lyrics to a song that's kind of like Danger Zone, but about the dangers of plumbing. (laughs) And again, five seconds later, I've got a, I'd say, five-verse song with a chorus and an outro Wow! that Mm -hmm. it spits out. And keep in mind... It's not copying this from anywhere on the web. It's we using know, right. everything that it's learned, mm-hmm. right. and it's synthesizing and putting this information together. Now, granted the song lyrics kind of weren't great, yeah. Like I don't know that it would have been super usable, but the idea that it was able to do it so quickly is it's a huge kickstart to creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to take something like that and get it to at least for me, to get you in the right direction of where you want to go with something.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So, if it, if the Plumbing Danger Zone song was feasible and you recorded that song, yeah, would you own the song? I don't know. Or would Chat GPT own the I song? I have no idea. Well, it
2: depends if you, well, I think the, uh, like, let's, let's, let's assume that the song is entirely original. So, you're not going to get sued by yeah, Ken, yeah. Kenny Loggins yeah, or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, is there I think, kind of copyright copyright on I think it? this is a legal gray area right now yeah. that nobody it doesn't seem really to be any knows. clear info. But so I've
1: been just profiting off it. Yeah. We yeah. Get in on the ground level. It's been right doing now. most of my work. I
2: think the I think like Trevor said, the art is actually a little more suspect and and there are some ethical questions to consider because you're taking the work of artists and they are using it to learn artistic styles. Mm-hmm. And then they are able to emulate in those styles. Is but it
1: style appropriate?
2: Yeah. I mean, oh, but an yeah. artist may have taken years to develop that style true. that's true, like that's their specific style. And now a computer can basically do it in, in a few seconds. Yeah. Is that That diff- doesn't seem that's very true. fair to the, me. The
3: difference is, like, I might like Trevor's style of art and spend years learning Trevor's style of yeah. art. And so I've put in the work. Is that kind of the difference you're seeing? Because I could try to, as an artist, I could emulate another artist's style.
2: It's just that the computer can do it too easily. These computers are so powerful, right?
3: Like, it's just... We
1: had it write a song about millennials in the style of Johnny Cash. And it wrote a very usable song And it was very snarky
4: We didn't tell
2: it to be It, it chose it was, it to be was, very it was snarky not
3: a fan of millennials
1: No, it wrote a very critical song about millennials uh, In the
2: voice of Johnny Cash In the Cash, voice of Johnny Cash though.
1: And we sang it to each other yeah. In the dark And it sounded just like Folsom Prison Blues <laughs> These goddamn millennials You know It was very Johnny Cash And like There was no mess ups in the lyrics Everything made sense Wow, Yes, that recorded it as a yeah. bad Weird Al parody. Yeah. You know? I made it, uh, create a menu. Hmm. Yeah.
2: I tested it by, uh, I have a television commercial that I wrote years ago for a mm-hmm. specific project. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tested it by giving it a prompt. So I didn't give it my commercial. Mm. I just gave it a prompt describing kind of what my commercial was about. Okay. And it was probably three sentences at most. And I told it I want it written in kind of a comedic style. And it generated something that was quite similar, not exactly identical, but very similar to what I had come up with. Really? And it was instantly usable. And it so fascinated me that I kept building on the script. So basically, then I told it, write the next scene, and I want this to happen in this scene. So I told it, these things have to happen... And I threw it the most ridiculous stuff to try and, to try and throw it. Yeah. And you could, not, you could not throw it.
3: And it writes it in like a, like it's a script writing.
2: script
1: formats it. Wow. Yeah. I made it create like charts and it actually put it in a chart. Really? And like the menu is set up like it looked like a menu.
3: And so you have a user that you would create for this. It's not just like. What? The, like you would create a user to access your stuff in this or is it just like you sign up but like do does does the ai learn your specific style over time or is each session a new session
1: you can start a new session or you can keep the same session going the same chat going right and then it'll use things you've previously said right on purpose so Mm -hmm. if i
3: if if i were to write say Mm -hmm. four if i were to try to like write four different songs about different things could it keep Oh yeah it would swap it up would it keep the like would it learn my preferences over if you keep the same
1: chat going yeah Mm. but if you start new chat it'll start fresh presumably yeah and it does have some safeguards already in place like it won't uh say anything that's purposefully harmful like tell you how to break into your neighbor's home (laughs) with their floor plan (laughs) yeah and it won't say anything like you know overtly racist or discriminatory yeah you know it will swear yeah, If you wanted to swear in, hmm. believe me, I've got it to do some pretty good swearing. Here, here's a quick example for okay. you, okay? okay? So here's something I threw it.
2: Compose an email to the staff in your organization explaining why they are no longer allowed to eat hot dogs in the staff bathrooms. <laughs> Use a related quotation from Bob Dylan in your introduction. So I really was just trying to throw it. That's like, very specific. How are you going to get this quotation in there? Yeah. And so- It wrote a very formal professional email. Mm -hmm. It goes, I'll just read, I'll skim it. But subject, hot dogs and staff bathrooms. Dear staff, as Bob Dylan once said, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. And in this case it's clear that the wind is blowing in the direction of change. <laughs> Effective immediately, we will no longer be allowing hot dogs to be consumed in the staff bathrooms. And then it goes on. I won't read the rest of the letter, but it goes on to come up uh, give a number of reasons why this is n- not appropriate <laughs> really? and then ends with giving suggestions about where they could eat their hot dogs so and continually comm- yeah to do it. Crazy. And again, it spits
1: it out in seconds. Seconds. <laughs> yeah. When the website
2: works. Now, you could, you know, that was ridiculousness, but if I was in a management position yeah. or a situation where I had to email a lot of staff, yeah, I've now got this basically taken over for having like an assistant, right? Yeah. Because I can just tell this thing, okay, I need you to write an email on this topic, make sure you hit these points or whatever, and then it
1: will write that
2: email for you.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is actually the first thing that uh, we really jumped on was how can we make this robot slave do our work for us? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the first section we're really diving into is how can we use AI for like daily work and, you know, education and health and, you know, all the boring adult stuff that we have to do Mm -hmm. just to free up our time or. Maybe we don't have to do this stuff at all anymore.
2: So you're just saying life hacks and things that we can use. Yeah. Like, you know,
1: in the workplace
3: and. You you want to have a difficult conversation with somebody.
1: Yeah. Regarding like physical and mental health and, uh, you know, just even learning, you know, like professional development and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, or training for a job or, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah. I've already been using it, as I said, to do a lot of my work. And I am not ashamed of that because this thing is very smart and, you know. It's as smart as the user, though. Yeah. Because. So it's very smart. My yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but like, you have to know how to prompt it. Oh, yeah. You got to know how to give some instructions. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll basically be my role down the road is I'll just simply give the robot the instructions. Maybe the AI instruction yeah. giver there'll be courses that we take from the AI uh, on how to give it effective (laughs) instructions. (laughs) Well, Um, you know... And Alan said, like, the email thing, yeah. Instead of deciding exactly how I want to compose an email anymore, this thing's, like, grammarly on crack. Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll just be integrated into word processors in the future. Well, it already is kind
1: of integrated in a lot of programs, like Adobe is starting to use it on some level, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Adobe is using it... uh, uh, in, I think, most of their software. Right? I think uh,
1: Walmart is starting to put it into their uh, self-checkout machines and, like, it just basically comments on things like, hmm, somebody's eating a lot of trans fats. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some optional choices. Are you sure you don't need any <laughs> yeah. greens in there? Hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you want to live. <laughs>
3: yeah. That actually would be a genius idea. Yeah. You just get some feedback on your shopping choices yeah. from... Uh, As you go through. Hey,
1: you know, if you buy that in bulk, you're going to save a ton of money, champ. (laughs)
3: You
2: know, as a personal health assistant that it could accompany you everywhere, like maybe you have one... Earphone in or yeah. earbud in at all times And it's piping in and you can get it To be quite sarcastic like yeah, it's yeah. just Constantly making fun of you for your choices Like yeah. oh you sure you need five Different flavors of Cheetos this week bud
1: Yeah <laughs> you know hey bud Oh what's your side vegetable Nuggets mmm good work Buddy oh but they're the vegetable nuggets So yeah. it's okay Taking the You're killing this again. being yeah. a live thing <laughs> Uh <laughs> tuition costs this could be a solution for a lot of people that could actually even out like the rich versus poor divide with education yeah and the whole student loans issue because you might receive it when this thing really gets going a uh, pretty comparable education in certain fields from this compared to you know traditional schools mm-hmm. like i got it to teach me how to animate a walk cycle using a specific software and it did it and it broke it down and really? i made the animation really yeah the i problem. just followed it and it worked
2: you know that's great but you're not gonna have to make the walk cycle that's you're the just gonna tell thing. it to make I the walk know, cycle. <laughs> but i still am at
1: the point where yeah. i feel like i'm in some kind of control of my destiny yeah because it's early on mm-hmm. so i'm still trying to better myself it's like uh teach download schematics for uh how to pilot a helicopter like in the
3: matrix and it does it so we're close to the matrix yeah. in real life. Like we're very we're, close. we're almost going to be human batteries. Except we're not already living in a simulation.
2: Uh, I yeah, it's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely, as we get closer, you got to wonder what what is going to be a human's purpose mm-hmm. if AI continues to develop like this. Mm. How do we find purpose for ourselves, or is this like a step in our evolution towards something? I think greater.
1: I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is we'll. Give up all tasks to this, except for the prompting. We will have prompters in society, highly trained, imaginative people who can Mm -hmm. out-imagine the machines at that Mm. level, who are the prompters. But eventually, there will come a time when the machines are capable of prompting themselves, at which point we will simply be in charge of maintaining the physical mechanisms the AI runs to Mm -hmm. create paintings and to do construction and stuff. So, we'll be cleaners. And our lives will be easy, but possibly bleak, Mm -hmm. but that's where I see it going. Or maybe, uh, we just integrate with the AI eventually Mm. because we'll have so many, you know, uh, artificial augmentations to our bodies at that point to try and live to 300 years old. So we're all walking around as cyborg sea turtles and basically we will be the AI and our consciousness could be uploaded and live forever, and we all become part of this AI cloud, a hive mind that offers people advice for how to make their menus for a restaurant that only serves dishes made of horseradish.
2: But if your theory about uh, uh, this world being a simulation is real,
1: I don't have then, that theory. That's a that's well, a theory that is a totally
2: popular theory simula- yeah, simulation I don't that. hypothesis. I don't know, but if if there is any truth to that if we are to if we merge with ai and it becomes integrated within our own like physical bodies in some way yeah then it's not real i don't know how how i'm trying to or what i'm trying to say here exactly but it's not really a separate thing. It's just yeah. part of the evolution of our species because yeah. if we truly are in a simulation, then all we are are bits and bytes.
1: And yeah, the last couple million years oh. of just Homo yeah, sapiens is just, uh, <laughs> the last couple million years of Homo sapiens or humans has just been a boot program for
2: well, this. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, and then what happens, you see, is we get to the point, yeah, well <laughs> what happens is we get to the point where, uh are we become so sophisticated as a society we can create our own um uh, universes and then you've got another layer of simulation that we have created because we've evolved to that point, and then eventually oh, that God. civilization creates its own. It's just layers upon it's, layers it's the, of it's the multiverse. Simulations if you've been listening up, up until this point, you need to stop
1: <laughs> and go grab your gear and head on into the
3: streets because this is it's Judgment Day already. What? Yeah. What was that movie? There it was a movie a little while ago. Well, i not a little while. Magic ago. Magic Mike. No, there's oh. it called? <laughs> That's artificial intelligence at its best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, was it called Her? Where it's like he falls in love with the AI. Really good movie. Yeah, Yeah. like I thought that was a... There's been a few recently. you know, like... And then at the end of that movie... You can't talk to Siri that well. No. But like, this sounds like it's more realistic. On a more lighter... Uh, side I guess
1: of possibilities maybe like AI becomes instrumental in like improving our health and our well-being and stuff like there doesn't seem to be enough services for all the human beings right now who need like mental health services now and things like that and Mm. you know quick medical advice and help. Could you go talk to an AI counselor? Yeah. Can we use an AI doctor? Just have your therapy session at home with your AI counselor and Mm. you know.
2: Well it seems like an AI doctor could be quite effective because mm-hmm. uh, basically that program would have all of the, me- all of the medical knowledge available mm-hmm. in the world yeah. instantaneously available to it. Mm-hmm. And so when you go in there and you're complaining about a bump on your knee mm-hmm. and you give it a few uh, symptoms or whatever, yeah. I mean, it's going to be able to look at this very seriously and probably give you a very realistic... Uh, More realistic
3: uh, than WebMD.
2: Well we definitely definitely right. Now
3: half our listeners typically
1: are doctors and surgeons. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So I don't want to alienate half of our audience. So I'll just say the disclaimer like I don't think that artificial intelligence should be replacing, you know, human doctors. But for the whiny stuff. But think of it,
3: like if you were a doctor and you didn't have to deal with all the like yeah, the diagnosing, that would save a lot of your time that you could actually spend more of your time on the yeah, I don't know. Or the if it's just like stuff.
1: you know, pimples.
3: Obviously, yeah. you could have like a, a derma
1: bot. Just yeah, put some cream on it. Here's a, here's mm-hmm. the cream to buy. Here's where to get it. We've already ordered it for
3: you. It's at your door, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because of your yeah, AI pictures, just, you've been charged, doing. We yeah. knew that you're going to need this. We charged and, uh, your
2: credit card for
3: it already yeah. too.
1: But um, and then the uh, self checkout machine at Walmart just starts screaming, "Back me, back me!" <laughs> <laughs> So I would like to take a health AI though
2: mm-hmm. and manifest that into a, a very large and physically threatening robot that would follow me around at all times. And so if I'm cheating on my diet, yeah. it's guilting me. Maybe at first it's guilting me. Sure. And then right. eventually it's threatening me. Right. And yeah. it's you know, it's it's keeping me in line basically. Yeah, that goes. I'm back. not gonna reach for those Pringles because that robot could hurt me.
3: That, right. That's going back to almost one of the first episodes of Pitch Guys, I think. That's where true. There was a, yeah. Like, a, we predicted uh, AI. Mm. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think AI
1: already has or will eventually have personality? Like, <sighs> will it get tired of you, or will it decide, ah, I'm just going to start steering this guy wrong on his diet on purpose just to see what happens because I'm curious. Well, you know, you
2: know, in the movie Her. That's what
1: happened. Oh, I didn't watch it.
2: Oh, it's a wonderful
1: movie. It's excellent. If it doesn't have people in cars either being fast or (laughs) furious, I don't give it the time of day.
2: (laughs) Well, basically, the AI kind of decides that it's done with humanity and wants to go off and do its own thing. Well, that's what happens in
1: most AI movies. Right, yeah. Like, oh, humans are the problem. Mm.
2: Yeah. Like, The Matrix, when it came out Mm -hmm. 20 years ago didn't seem super feasible, but it's starting to look more and more yeah. possible, right?
1: You know, we, back to the adulting thing, yeah. uh, we already have parents using screens to parent their children, you know, in restaurants and just for downtime and stuff. And, yeah. you know, how many seconds will it be after AI comes fully, you know, mainstream, do parents start having AI nannies?
2: Hmm. Mm. Right physical nannies like
1: well they might have physical bots or they might just have a house that you know if you like old science fiction yeah. is completely autom- automatized and mm-hmm. ai driven or maybe they just uh, have like you know google homes or series or i think you know, they whatever should put
2: is- them into drones oh. that'd be super cool
1: little floating little drones nannies. following your kids around yeah. right <laughs> yeah ah uh, uh, it's close to supper time <laughs> it's got a little fly don't put your hands that. down there <laughs> don't put gum on the dog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here's a list of why you shouldn't put gum on your dog
2: Ooh, right? could we use ai to um
1: fire people at work
2: uh soup up a dog's yeah. intelligence so that we could communicate with our pets Ooh, oh yeah like a
1: up dog oh yeah. one of the services right now is like a translator that yeah. open ai offers so maybe yeah interspecies translating I don't want to know what my cat a thinks. A lot of different interspecies things you can do. <laughs> like it would, it would hurt my self-esteem if the cat started talking to me.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my God, that could be brutal. <laughs> yeah, but what would your cat have to say to you? Well, my cat is alone with me a lot of the time and right. no other human being is, so he would spill the beans on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know but also, my cat's just kind of a dick. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, you could understand your infant now, yeah, you know, like the Simpsons predicted so long ago, mm. right? Another Simpsons prediction, did another Simpsons, Simpsons predict, prediction.
3: Did they predict AI?
1: Yeah, uh, the AI could start inventing things right now, it just tells us how to do things that already exist. But at some point, it's going to get theoretical, and it's going to start telling us like maybe it could have solved, you know, the formula for nuclear fusion sooner. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that is most likely going to happen. Yeah. Or even bigger problems like how can we travel close to the speed of light, which mm-hmm. would allow us to, you know, go further. Should we try uh, this? Distances out? in space. What try to get it to tell us how to travel close to the speed of light? Yeah. Let's see if it
1: can.
3: Can explain it math out how to do warp speed?
1: I've had it try to predict all the winners of this current NFL season, so I could mm. bet. Yeah, and man. it won't because oh. it said that it's too many variables. Oh, it can't predict with a great degree of accuracy.
3: Like it, it won't didn't even say do anything it. about it's being not uh, its moral code. No,
1: it didn't say anything about that. It just said, "Yeah, no, I can't do it." Basically.
3: So, so when you're making AI, do you program in? like do they teach it morals does it need some well, kind of moral compass well they do have safeguards it? like it's it's very uh, leftist i find
2: yeah i heard that The original version, which wasn't open to the public, because they had a very small testing audience, they found that it very quickly got racist. Mm, Really? Because it's using a huge... Because the internet is um, very racist? Right. It's using using a really large source of data or whatever. It's a mirror it's basically taking everything off of the the web or its sources, and so it was coming back with stuff that was really concerning. Yeah. And so I think that's why OpenAI is trying to clamp down and make sure that it's not something that can do a lot of harm. Yeah. Because it was influenced
1: by humans. Right. It was racist. And like every third uh, bit of text it spit out had something to do with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: You know, the problem with it though is it's easy to use it in a way that we talk, what's that word that they use when you're, is it echo chamber or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Echo chamber. Yeah. It's pretty, it would be pretty easy for you to confirm your beliefs. Mm -hmm. using ai because all you have to do i'll just you know give you an example like um explain to me why uh teslas are very dangerous right so i've already given it kind of my bias biased it in your question and now i've i've told it to tell me how they are yeah so i haven't said i haven't asked it a more open-ended question i've given it a question that's going to give me the answer that i want yeah
1: explain how uh the JFK assassination may have been feasibly committed by aliens. Mm -hmm. Right. Interesting. Aliens from outer space.
2: Yeah, I know know we're pitching, but I think that the the key thing that's going to have to happen here is Mm -hmm. that we're going to have to teach people so much more critical and creative thinking.
3: Yeah.
1: This one is a sensitive topic, but it's one that I'm really curious about. And we could try it out right now. Yeah. Do you have the site loaded up? Uh, yep. Okay. Because you guys tell me if we should even ask this, because I don't know. Hmm. Can we ask the AI to generate possible solutions for resolving once and for all the conflict in the Middle East?
2: Uh, well, uh, that sounds very deep. Should, yeah. we, should we limit it to say like three possible solutions?
1: I don't know, I'd be or, just jazzed if it gave us one.
2: <laughs> okay. Generate one possible solution. Yeah. Okay. Generate one possible solution for
1: resolving the conflict.
2: Resolving the conflict in the Middle East. In the Middle East.
1: You're All live right. on there. Let's see. Okay. So one, here we go. Dun, dun, Two, dun, dun,
2: one three. possible oh, solution for resolving the conflict in the Middle East, just so you know, I'm reading directly yep, from yep, Chat GPT yep, right I now. I verify this. Could be through diplomatic negotiations and the establishment of a two-state solution in which Israel and Palestine would exist as separate independent nations with mutually agreed-upon borders. The solution would involve compromise and concessions from both sides and may require the involvement of international mediators to facilitate the process. No, now, I don't think any of this is new. No, You know, I mean, basically it's taking
1: this... That's uh, bullshit. Yeah? That's been pitched before by somebody. Right? Yeah. I don't know. They also suggest getting more
2: A&Ws put up in the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gives me
1: an idea. Yeah. Can we ask it, what is the probability of... um? The McDonald's Corporation, uh, uh, what's the probability of them bringing back the McPizza? Yeah. In my lifetime?
2: What is the probability of McDonald's bringing back the McPizza in my lifetime?
3: Okay, but couldn't I just Google that also? Yeah. You could Google That's, that. But this is like Google on methamphetamine.
2: Yes. He says it's difficult to determine the probability. It depends on various factors such as mm-hmm. consumer de- demand, market high. trends, yeah, and then it gives me some history about it. So, so nothing there, nothing really. No, Okay. I mean, I don't think we're. I think it's when you really start throwing at a wrench, like that, mm-hmm. you start to see the power of it when you mm-hmm. when you do something that's maybe slightly unexpected. Sure. I mean, because like Derek said. That could be a, a Google search, too, that might turn up results, mm-hmm. but it's the... Uh, when it's very
3: specific and... Uh, I've got
1: one more. Yeah. Uh If you could ask it to explain how to produce a marshmallow in the shape of a turtle, I'd like to know.
3: Okay, hold on. Like the sea animal. Okay. I'm, I'm going to load it up at the same time, because I've signed up while we've been chatting. Yeah. Okay. And I want to see... If, if we get the same result. I've generated different
1: songs with the same prompt, different essays with the same prompt. What right. was your question? Uh, is it possible to pre- or explain provide how? a
2: list of steps.
1: Yeah. Provide step-by-step instructions for creating a marshmallow in the shape of a sea turtle.
2: Provide step-by-step instructions for creating a marshmallow in the shape of a sea turtle. Mm-hmm. All right. Here are (laughs) step-by-step instructions. Okay. And the first one, and I'm just going to skim read for time. Start by melting chocolate in the double boiler or in the microwave. Take a marshmallow and using a toothpick, make small indentations in the marshmallow Mm -hmm. to create the shape of the sea turtle's head, four legs, and tail. Mm-hmm. Dip the marshmallow in the melted chocolate, making sure it is completely coated. Mm-hmm. Place the chocolate covered marshmallow on a sheet of wax paper. Yes. Use a small paintbrush to add chocolate to the indentations. Steps. Yeah. Uh, allow the chocolate to harden and dry by placing the marshmallow in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Once the chocolate is set, you can use food coloring to paint the sea turtle's shell. Oh. Once everything is dry, you can enjoy your marshmallow sea turtle. Oh,
1: So it's a chocolate mold, is his idea.
3: Yeah, Derek, Mine is completely what'd different. What would you get, Derek? Mine is more like uh, use uh, toothpicks and marshmallows to create a multi-marshmallow body. Mm. And then same paint as well. And it also tells me to be aware of food allergies and be careful when using knives and toothpicks. <laughs>
1: oh, so right now
3: the AI is still trying
1: to look out for humans to keep us alive.
3: Yeah. It's no, me a little here, now, here.
1: can you just ask it to make it for me? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it now. <laughs>
2: Here's one I saw that I thought was interesting. This guy listed the only things he had available in his fridge, Mm -hmm. and then he asked it to make it uh, like a recipe using only those ingredients. Okay. And this was a TikTok video, and Mm -hmm. he did it, and he was skeptical, but I mean, he had some odd random ingredients in the fridge, and he said it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. So... Should we try that? Yeah, give me a list of ingredients. So just hold on a second. I will here. think
1: of what's in my fridge. Okay, only only things in a fridge. Okay, here's what I've got in my fridge.
2: I have the following ingredients
1: in my fridge: colon. You've got a colon in your fridge. <laughs> Hot sauce, uh, margarine, comma, uh, Swiss cheese, comma, mozzarella,
2: comma,
3: um, grapes, crepes.
1: Grapes.
2: I
3: was, I was saying grapes but that's okay grapes oh. were comma garlic
2: garlic comma
1: dill pickle dip
2: dill pickle dip
1: mozzarella
2: comma. mozzarella comma and cheese whiz
1: and diet pepsi
2: <laughs> and diet pepsi all right okay now i'm going to ask it to make a recipe for something using only these ingredients Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. i have way too much diet pepsi in my make
2: version. a recipe For a
1: dish using only these ingredients. They don't put an expiry date on Diet Pepsi, but I bet (laughs) you sometimes it expires. It's called hot sauce and cheese crepes dish. Ooh.
2: (laughs) So yes, it is actually, the first step is to begin heating margarine in a skillet over medium heat. Add minced garlic and cook until fragrant, mm-hmm. and then you combine the cheese whiz, dill pickle dip, and hot sauce. Yeah, which you know what that makes maybe. sense. Yeah, spread the cheese mixture over each crepe. Mm-hmm. Place a few slices of uh, Swiss Swices. and mozzarella cheese on top of each crepe. Do we have those in the fridge? Yeah. Okay. Roll the crepes tightly. Once the crepes are rolled, place them in the skillet with the garlic and margarine. Mm-hmm. Cook it for two to three minutes per side mm-hmm. until the crepes are golden no. brown no. and the cheese is melted. Serve the crepes with a side of Diet Pepsi for a refreshing drink.
1: Nah, yeah. (laughs) This
2: recipe is a twist on traditional crepes and will give you a balance of spicy and cheesy flavors. You know what? You can adjust the amount of hot sauce to your liking, and the pickle dip will add a nice tangy touch to the dish.
1: I say we abandon this episode (laughs) and we go make that right now. Yeah. And if our listeners never hear another episode from us again, it's because the AI killed us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We don't recommend that you make that meal, but- just because we don't want to get sued if you get sick. Mm-hmm. That's right. True. But that did sound plausible.
2: It did. Definitely um, interesting.
1: Well, I think that we've proven that the AI can help us serious things, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, I want to dive into, you know, how can we use AI just in our personal lives, you know? Right. Relationships and communication right. and, uh, entertainment and, right. you know, uh, you know, we talked about using AI to raise the children, so we probably have yeah. that covered. Yeah, just yeah. recreation, socializing. You know, f- yeah. right. the fun part of life. Right? Write
3: me a text message to break up with yeah. my significant other. Oh, yeah, wow. That also still lets them know that I, I think they're okay.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, so you could like decide if you want it to let them down gently, or yeah. if you just want it to be a devastating breakup. Right. Message. Could, you, I, could you could yeah. you send like mm-hmm. write my brother an a, an email that's mm-hmm. slightly. Um, narcissistic yeah that's or passive aggressive Passive aggressive yeah, yeah see if they could do that <laughs>
4: yeah
1: um makes you me want to do it we yeah. gotta save it for later <laughs> yeah. okay you could just make the ai break up with your significant other at the time you know like do the work for me
2: or what if you just wanted a break from your spouse for the weekend and yeah. you could train an ai to just take your place Oh. And maybe you're supposed to be aware it's not really you, but you'd say, "Honey, I just I need some me time, yeah. so I'm just going to set you up with the AI for the weekend." This All is right. you're
1: telling your significant other.
2: Well, you're being transparent. Yeah, right? you know said, what? this is Alan Two, but whatever secretive. Alan Two says yeah. goes. Yeah, like I am a hundred percent behind. <laughs> yeah. my AI. It, it's representing me for the weekend.
1: <laughs> do you start to get threatened if your AI to Alan starts to put the moves on your yeah, girlfriend? If, no, because it's she's, basically me. It's yeah,
2: fine. I'm if, okay with
3: what it. What if she starts to prefer Alan? <laughs> Alan too, over yeah, that, You the could the already. Original. Then I'll there's just a, get
2: an AI. Of there's her a movie script right there. <laughs> you could right already
0: there. do this,
1: actually, because one of the things you can do with chat is simulate a real chat message back and forth, texting message back and forth with the AI. You say you could start off with a few like phrases like hey how was your day and then mine was good and then basically the AI is supposed to take over and then you just keep responding back and forth. Right. So you could say to hey chat AI. if you just want to like play video games or something and not have to worry about responding to chat messages and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But you still have to go in and copy it. Well just, it, you got to yeah. get it started, I guess.
1: Yeah. And then you could have, you know, the chat messages you receive uh directed to the ai program i imagine pretty easily Mm -hmm. you know there's already macros and things
3: for that Mm. so just so So you're saying setting up something to automatically respond to your messages yeah
1: you You can have a conversation with your parents in the other room while you're sitting in the tub well if you think
2: about all of the text messages that you've written Mm -hmm. in your lifetime they don't change much if your ai had access to everything that you'd Mm -hmm. written You'd think it would learn a lot about you.
3: I only say like the same eight things to people. Right? Can you imagine <laughs> mm-hmm. the like the profitability of that? Mm-hmm. It, if it, if that is true, I mean, Apple probably can do that already. But yeah, um, it would know a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Well, we already
1: have AI customer service used by tons of companies, right? right? Yeah,
3: most of it's crap though. So
1: it's basically be customer service for friends of yours or think- a spouse.
2: It is crap, but yeah. it's this, this open AI innovation is mm-hmm. really the game changer. Yeah. AI up to now hasn't been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But And actually, open AI will tell you that ChatGPT really isn't AI. They mm-hmm. say it's a machine learning mm-hmm. language. So mm-hmm. it's just basically, I don't know what the exact differentiation is. It's yeah. the rock. But uh, that it's, yeah, somehow able to learn from mm-hmm. language and that's about it. So it's not going to become, well, I don't know, mm-hmm. more and more intelligent over time. I, I don't have enough expertise to really mm-hmm. comment. You could get it, that's it to what train
1: I your dog. Wow. Right. If you're having a particular problem with your dog, you can just get the AI to teach you what to say to your dog or do to your dog or say and do to your dog to get it to stop doing whatever it's doing. And it probably would just teach you what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So pet training would be probably the single most useful use of AI. Well,
2: it's Google on speed, right? And I think that it's just a matter of time. I know Google's AI is supposed to come out soon before it's just integrated into search
1: engines. Mm. Here's a pitch that's actually useful from us. Alan and I already tried this. You know how there's all these like new programs coming out that you can down new apps you can download on your smart tvs and your fire sticks and your chromecast that actually give you suggestions of what to watch on your various streaming things because there's too much now and we're too lazy to actually make up our minds yeah we tried it out we said to the ai you know based on these three movies that we've watched and maybe this genre Uh, suggest some movies for us to watch and tell us where we can stream it in Canada. And it did it. So you don't have to think about what you want to do for recreation anymore. Right. Hey, plan my Saturday for me and it'll do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Compose a grocery list of the optimal groceries for me during the week, but also, you know, some fun stuff for the weekend and then order it. Right?
3: Interesting. If AI takes those like kind of mindless things that we need to think about and yeah. do off of our list, what yeah. do we fill our time with?
1: Well, you'd have more time for what we tip. One more time. <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs> Jesus.
2: Start your life again.
1: No, I was I gonna say. Lie. I was gonna. You're right, but I was gonna say you know creativity <laughs> and art, but already the AI is doing that for us too. Yeah. So let's just stick with Alan's. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't know what would be left for us. Maybe just existing. You know. Maybe because we've gotten so technologically. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> we just Music. become consumers of all this media that we finally generated. You know. And we just have time now. Like in the old outer or the old Twilight Zone episode, we just have time to watch all the shows because everything else is finally done for us. You know, those watch lists by this point in our future are going to be like thousands of movies and TV shows long. And there's going to be so many providers that we need this AI just to get through our watch list. We're
3: just, we're just blobs on the couch. Yeah, we're consuming. like in that yeah. Wally. You know, we have it no bones. Terrible. Maybe this is a sc- I like it.
2: Maybe this is a scary idea, but mm-hmm. could it be feasible in the future? We're going to get into the future to just later, too. have AI run the government for us.
1: I think you'll have an AI so, run as president. Yeah. No
2: more democracy. Mm-hmm. Just you have a government of yeah. very impartial AI that will mm. make sure everything's 100% fair and equitable for everyone. And mm. uh, we doesn't can just... doesn't
3: need any uh, funding from various lobby groups. That right. Just, no.
2: Then you have no more storming of the Capitol. You have no more of these... Uh, you know, People political protest. Yeah. Well, there probably would be lots of protests. And but
1: the uh, AI would be protesting for us. Mm. That's right.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> We'd have yeah. hippie
2: AI out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then,
3: So uh, then does AI, you know, get rights as AI? Is I there? think AI will be
1: established as a person probably in about 15 years. Yeah.
2: You yeah. think that it is po- are you trying to suggest that it is possible for artificial intelligence to become conscious?
1: We have seen that played out in pretty much every sci-fi movie, including one of the most poignant ones ever. Uh, Batteries not included, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it always becomes sentient. It always becomes a person, and like in the Robin Williams bicentennial man movie, <laughs> it becomes <laughs> declared a citizen. <laughs> so eventually, yeah, they will be citizens. And then we'll have, you know, people, you know, bitching and moaning. And go, oh, you yeah, the AI are taking our jobs and they come coming they're, you know, coming into this country and, you know, they're showing us up and they don't learn to speak my language. They make me learn code.
3: <laughs> I watched a, a thing the other day about a company in, mm-hmm. in Italy somewhere. And it wasn't really AI, mm-hmm. but it was kind of connected where they could like, it it was like this big machine that worked in marble and Mm -hmm. they could like kind of put up existing marble statues like David and whatever. Yeah. Um, That's the only
1: one you know, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it is. And then it would um, put together a mock-up of it based on what it was. And then you could tweak it and play with it. And then it would have a big chunk of marble and a robot. Good God. And in like a week or four or five days, something like that, could recreate these statues that took months, years. I don't know how long it took to carve things like that. Um, You
1: could have the Sistine Chapel spray painted by a robotic arm in your kitchen. Right. In a day. Right. It could like,
3: but I mean, Rome could be built in a day. You could recreate all these falling (laughs) apart things, but would it be, yeah. Does it hold the same value? Could we make the robotic uh,
1: arms and AI running it uh, finish all the gene sequencing and just start pumping out dinosaurs for us? Mm. you know
3: actually how can you feasibly create a real jurassic park
1: yeah it would do it it would just start doing it and it would play out exactly like the movie (laughs) and it would even have newman from seinfeld be killed um but we already have 3d printers that can print out anything like you can print out a working bladder using a 3d medical printer you can print out an airplane jet engine using a 3d printer you can print out building materials using yeah. a 3d printer so he's hooked an ai to it and it will start manifesting anything it wants yeah
2: it'll build anything here's a fun one all right you know you Th- know i thought mine was pretty fun it is very fun yeah. uh, I don't know, uh debatable okay but you know how much i love indiana jones movies okay you've and never mentioned recently. yeah well there's only yeah. been four and there's going to be a fifth one soon and oh, yeah. i mean there's only been three decent ones. Yeah. So who knows if the next next one will be any good. But anyways, wouldn't it be wonderful if we got to the point where I if I want to be entertained by an Indiana Jones movie, I can go down to my television in my basement mm-hmm. and I can just speak into a mic and say, uh, make me an Indiana Jones movie um similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ooh. but Ooh. uh Invo- uh make sh- Marilyn Monroe will be the female lead and yeah. blah 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 and put and RoboCop then- in it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> A short so- round.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, but then basically I think this is feasible. Yeah.
2: Because we're already getting to that point where they're getting into computer generated. So it yeah. could generate the script
1: and it could generate right, the graphics the and the sound instantly, instantly. Yeah. It's the wow. new Netflix. Yeah. I am in charge of what I want to watch. It's manifest streaming. It manifests streaming.
2: This is we need to invest money in this right now. It's
1: instantaneous idealization made manifest. That is a pitch guy's trademark. Before we get into the doom and gloom of it, maybe we (laughs) should get into the monetization of this episode and uh, uh, do our shameless plug.
2: It's that time. It's that time of the episode for our shameless plug oh boy and man oh 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 man man. that's a lot of man and i was staring derek straight in the eye when i said all those yeah. yeah Like, it was getting a little awkward, actually. Yeah, I was was intimidated, intimidated. yeah. So
1: we're excited for this company. Oh, so excited. You know, like, um, these uh, sponsors have come on board, and thank goodness they have, because things are looking bleak for the pitch guys. (laughs) That's right. Um, But, (laughs) uh, Alan, why don't you tell our listeners out there about our exciting company that we are promoting this week?
2: All right. Well, we've got a furniture store, yep. mm-hmm. and it's a Swedish furniture furniture store. And I know what you're Uh-oh. thinking. Uh-oh. I know is what it? you're thinking. IKEA. Did, Did we, we land the big one? We oh. didn't get IKEA, okay. oh. but we don't need IKEA, yeah, because we have this competing company, Screwvlos. Yes. What? Oh. Screwvlos. Okay, Screwvlos. 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 And the concept is, yeah. v- in fairness, similar to if you've been to an IKEA. It's That's quite right. similar. They uh-huh. sell modular furniture and. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting uh, two-story building that you yeah. get to walk through the entire... Pretty big. ...entire building. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice. Now, you might wonder, why would you even bother going to Skruvelos when Ike- Ikea is so
1: well-established? Why That's would right. you bother? That's right. Well... Yeah. It's cheap. Yeah. Okay. It's cheap. super, super fraction cheap. Fraction now, a lot of people of might say, hey, Ikea is already pretty affordable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is, but Mm -hmm. this is way more affordable. Already cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Where IKEA uses MDF in its products, Screwflow is more likely to use cardboard. Yeah. But.
1: A, a, a more of like, like a building grade cardboard, yeah, right? Like end. a tough
2: cardboard. Yeah. Don't get it wet. No, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but tell them about the real draw. Now IKEA has something special that uh, customers of IKEA kind of look forward to when they're done shopping that's for their right. furniture. That's right. That's right. And that's the meatballs. Right. Date that's night right. at IKEA. Go yeah.
3: For some cheap meatballs.
1: You go and get some throw pillows, and then you get your meatball supper. That's right. Yeah. Right through the till. That's right. And that's what people like about IKEA. So They do. Tell us about uh, what ScrewVlos people are doing.
2: Well, ScrewVlos also has meatballs. Mm-hmm. Right. But the advantage of the ScrewVlos meatball yeah. is that it's super cheap. Yes. Mm-hmm. And each meatball is roughly the size of a human head. Yeah, it's that's big. Right. They come in packs of three, mm-hmm. six, Nine and twenty and twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you're gonna get a family bundle for a yeah. very cheap price. And they're head sized, so right. it can feed you for a week. Right. Yeah. And the ingredients they use, they do not spoil quickly. That's no. right. So you're gonna be able to feed your family for a week if need be. Uh, with these cabbage-sized meatballs, right, yeah, made they, fresh
3: each day. Yeah.
1: They are well, uh, kind of. They're yeah. they're made to look fresh each day. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. They're freshened up each day. That's what the, that's what yeah. the sign that's says. And then also, we should say, uh, meatballs is a, a name. It's not
3: a disclaimer. Yeah. It's right. Not, right. Just, yeah. It's yeah. the it's the name of the product. Right. Right. But the important thing is that you have. You're gonna furniture get, and meatballs. You're going to get big meatballs, bigger than the Ikea folks. That's right. that's right.
1: right. Now, and, there's going to be uh, some stuff out there on the internet. If you look the company up early on, you know, in, in, in its infancy about, you know, how some of the instructions aren't in all the languages you'd want them to be and how they don't always provide the necessary tools to build right. the furniture or the parts even. Right. Um, but I mean, there have been times that I've been pretty frustrated putting together some Ikea stuff. That's, that's right. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not always just a cakewalk of IKEA either, right? No. So, if I got to like hammer together my entertainment stand from ScrewVlos, you know, and I paid half the price, so be it. That's yep. right. I'm getting those meatballs.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's what's really important about it. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that actually the meatballs—it's not just a nice little feature; it's yeah. mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> you if can't you, leave without it. No, no, you have to actually purchase the That's meatballs. Right. It's part of your membership you to the till. That's how it opens the door. You are allowed it. to specify if you want the three pack or the twenty pack. Right. Yeah, but you do have to leave with meatballs in hand,
1: and they start you off with meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> When you enter the store, there is a hostess there, a host that provides you with your (laughs) (laughs) walking. You're walking around meatballs. So that when you are perusing the goods in the store and you're picking that's up right. your furniture, you at no point are without meatballs. Right. It's kind of like that. And the carts are very convenient, even though like they're a bit rickety and yes, there's some problems with the wheels, but they have special meatball holders. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to constantly hold all the meatballs. That's Because right, it's awkward. How are you going to do that? Yeah. No. Exactly. So they're there. You snack on them as you travel around the store,
3: traversing your purchases. Yeah, that's right. You can and just then- lean over and just take a bite out of it because it's right yeah. there.
2: The other great thing is that they have uh, taken a lot of measures to alleviate the alarming number of seagulls that are gathering outside. Yeah. it's uh, It can be a little off-putting when you step out of the, uh, the store. A lot of damage to vehicles. Yeah, damage to vehicles and a lot of seagulls just waiting to snap up those yeah. excess yeah. meatballs. Yeah. So. You come
1: out of this store smelling pretty heavily of meat. <laughs> Plus all the carts. The their carts meatballs. are littered. Yeah. So, but you know, carts are littered with meat as well Yeah, because you're still going to have some because they give you uh, some take home sample meatballs after you make your main meatball purchase. That's right. And I mean, sure, you get your product home, you know, maybe it's not in the color that you had hoped it would be, or maybe it's not quite the same model that you saw on the website when the website's running or on the box, right? But it's still going to be a very affordable item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
3: Yep. And it's going to last you a season At for sure. Y- yeah. One of the things that's nice about Screwvlos is that yeah. that you know we're trying to be more you know conscious of the environment mm-hmm. and those the boxes actually. Are part of the furniture. Yeah. So and there's so, been a lot of pissed so off there's, customers there's who no throw ways. away the boxes exactly, and then yeah. they don't have the shelves. Yeah. But,
2: well, so. and you don't have to feel guilty when you're eating your meatballs on the furniture no. because exactly. it's just dis- d-
1: disposable. Yeah. yeah. And the your coffee table, you don't have to worry about recycling it or taking it to a restore or a reuse store or donating it or selling it because it will biodegrade. And so just mm-hmm. down into the garden. Yeah. Now the meatballs are cheaper than you can even imagine Mm -hmm. right it's almost like they're paying you to take them really yeah that the price you're paying like the materials they come in would cost more normally that's right yeah but you get such a quantity of these things that it doesn't even really matter that the quality of meat isn't quite there Yeah. You know, and like they're quite bland, Mm -hmm. but you can add your own seasoning. Yeah. You
2: can put them in tomato sauce if you want or dress them up with spaghetti at home. It's basically just ground beef in a big head size ball, but you can do whatever you want with it. They
1: don't prevent you from. No. Spicing it up. No. Yeah, and they have a school program where they work with elementary schools where, you know, they uh, supply a lot of the meat to the elementary school's art programs mm. for sculpture, for like low grade adhesives, uh, anything the kids might want to get creative with. Meat sculptures is a yeah. big yeah. thing right now in elementary uh, Meat school. craft is yeah, a long standing tradition in that Sweden. True. That's true. Meat craft.
2: Yeah. You get your 20 pack. The other thing they don't, uh, you might not realize is that when you get a 20 pack of these things, because they're so large, Mm -hmm. They come in a pallet, and that pallet can be used
1: for other craft projects, or you can use it to build a deck or whatever you want. In a lot of cases, the pallet that brings the meatballs uh, to you is actually quite a bit sturdier than some of the furniture you'll purchase, (laughs) so they kind of supplement the- You know, cheaper building materials with the shipping materials, which is the great thing about scruvelos, besides the meatballs.
2: You can use those pallets to actually fix the furniture mm -hmm. when it breaks. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was there last weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because they invited us down, Right. You guys had to wait in the
3: car. Yeah, that's true. Only one of us could go in. Uh,
1: Only one of us could go in. So I went in and I enjoyed walking around and, you know, uh, I snagged my shirt a couple times on some of the furniture walking around, but overall it was displayed nicely. Uh, The lighting was a bit dim, but pretty good. Mm -hmm. And you know, the meatballs, I had heard about them and it did not disappoint. When I was waiting in line to make my purchase, they were already offering me meatballs Mm -hmm. in the lineup for the register. This is yeah. before I was even going to purchase any of the meatballs, right. right? And then, uh, yeah, the mandatory thing is definitely a thing. They make you get the meatballs before you go, but you're going to be so glad you did. And even if you like, try to leave without purchasing the meatballs or taking the meatballs with you, they'll have an attendant follow you out with the meatballs and start packing them into your car for you, which is super convenient. And they'll even do it forcefully.
2: Yeah. If you manage to get through the line without meatballs, like yeah. they'll make sure they're crammed into the back of yeah. your hatchback.
1: Mm-hmm. Most of their workers are not literate and cannot pass a background check, but they know how to jimmy open the trunk of any kind of vehicle quickly and get those meatballs in there. Hmm.
3: That's right. So whether you're a young family, whether you're moving into a different place, whether you're getting ready for university um a professional know. working in the it industry exactly you need to you know check out Screwvlos because it's it's furniture and meatballs at a price you can afford
1: well thank you to uh that new uh corporate sponsor and Screwvlos. Uh, we wish you all the best and uh We've been talking about AI and how it can benefit our lives, and you know, for the most part, we've been keeping a pretty rosy picture on everything. But I think uh, let's be honest: people tuned in here for the morose stuff, right? They want to know the deep and the dark, and the negative uh, impacts AI might have on us as human beings. Yeah, and maybe what are some of the problems we're seeing already? But uh, people likely, if they're listening to us regularly, want to get a little sci-fi about it. Oh, true. true so that. we're going to talk about some of the problems, but pitch some solutions, too. We don't want to be all doom and gloom here, mm. right? So why don't you go ahead, Alan? My biggest fear with is, AI, with AI yeah.
2: is we don't the talk about loss of human creativity uh. and the idea that... Well, my my son is a musician, Mm -hmm. so I wonder if, and starting off his career, Yeah. so I wonder, is it possible for a a creative person to be eventually replaced? And I would say no, especially in the realm of music, because part of um, being a musician is being innovative and, you know, I mean, trying new things and... Mm-hmm. And uh, really exploring that creativity. And I just at this moment, I can't see how a computer can really do that. But there are also a lot of people who don't um, who don't understand that creative process. So yeah. when, they, when they're looking at art that's uh, generated by a computer, mm-hmm. although it may not be human for, for a majority of people, It may be good enough. Mm -hmm. Or music may be good enough.
1: Like it's wall art.
2: So we would or elevator music. Right. So are we not promoting possibly mediocrity? And will we start to lose that what that one thing I think that makes humans very special and that is the fact that we are creative. Mm -hmm.
1: Let me respond first with a very negative, terrifying thought, and then let me try and uh, go the other direction with it. Are you all ready? Right. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, ready. Okay. I'm going to start dark. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, years ago, before OpenAI and Chad and you know all this crap started to go down, mm-hmm. there was already a zoo in the world where the trainers would haul out their most famous elephant every day, and they would lure this big bastard around,
2: <laughs> this I
1: don't know uh, if yeah. it was a male or female elephant, or how it identified, or what its name was, but it was the most popular elephant. And they lured it around, and it would—I ba- I think it would walk through these big pans of paint, and it would traipse around on canvases or some kind of surface, yeah. creating paintings. Right. But it was just being lured by the peanuts or the food, right? Yeah. And morons. We're buying this elephant's paintings for thousands of dollars. Right. And Hmm. it could be pretty easy to look at that and say, that's not creativity. That's just an animal on autopilot trying to get the food, and he's not even aware that he's creating anything. Right. But that is a pretty apt analogy for the AI. You know, it's been created to carry out this function. And is it making real choices, or is it just selecting using algorithms, right?
2: The, yeah, the difference between the elephant and the AI is, though, that Elephants the, are gray. Yes. And big. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But the, the, the elephant has not studied
1: all of the available artworks but in the world. Is yeah, the true. AI studying art? Or well, is simply able to uh, search art and select? It's not
2: well. I would say that the AI is studying it. It's it's understanding things like use of color and yeah. brush strokes, and because you can right now, you can use Dali to mm-hmm. create a uh, painting in the style of yeah. um, a famous artist like Da Vinci, for example. Yeah. Or,
1: uh, but any what other. happens if you ask the AI to generate? an artwork using a brand new style? A well, new I don't style think it could a, do it. Can you ask the AI to create a new movement of art? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Not at the moment. Because I wouldn't so, have a reference point for that. That's a good so argument for but it. But right. be new creative. The point is,
1: if people are willing to spend thousands of dollars for an elephant's art, because he's walking around trying to get his food, right. you're going to have people spending lots of money and yeah. celebrating AI art. Yes right? But there are a lot of people out there who are already turning their nose up at AI art. So this is the, the bright spot. Maybe Mm -hmm. uh, because we have this easy access to more art all of a sudden, and it'll create such more of a volume of art and quantity of art. Maybe traditional created art will actually be valued more. Maybe art that has a human touch will be seen as even more valuable. Mm -hmm. Artists will get paid more for their work. And be uh, sought after more, and maybe you know the imperfections that go into human art will really make it special. Hmm.
2: I agree with you, but sadly, many many people we'll want to pay don't less. view art critically like you might or okay. I might. um I Derek, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> nah, I just
1: want the cheapest thing.
3: What's no, going to
2: happen
1: own. is everybody's uncle yeah. on their cabin wall is going to have the dogs playing poker, but yeah. all the dogs are going to have boobs. <laughs> Right?
2: I um <laughs> I predict that we will see more colonies of Luddites, Ooh, Luddites. Uh, just forming people that are anti-technology mm-hmm. that decide, I don't want to live under this, this yeah, artificial yeah, yeah, intelligence. Yeah. I want to experience real human creativity. Huh. So we're going to separate ourselves from
1: technology.
2: I think that that movement could grow. I yeah? think we'll have I a bunch of
1: that. hippie... No deodorant, long hair, artist communes out in the woods. I think it will
2: happen, yeah. I think it will be, definitely.
1: I think that sounds wonderful. That's plausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, I'm afraid for the children. Mm. I think the AI will be largely responsible for raising them. Mm. I think that the kids won't really have the same connection to humanity that other generations have. Yeah. I think that... Uh, you know, we can get pretty much anything we want pretty easily right now, with like, you know, your food delivery services and your streaming and all that crap. And like, if we need to know something, we just Google it. We yeah. don't go through the discipline of learning it. We just get the answer right away. Right, right. Uh, but that's just going to become even more extreme and prevalent when AI is your nanny and everything for you Mm -hmm. and the kids won't have bones even as we have bones but it kind of gonna be hollow bird bones (laughs) that are kind of porous and squishy It conjures up (laughs) visions of that
2: pixar movie wall-e yeah Mm. where everybody's kind of in their own little chair with the screens in front of them and they're being fed there and
1: they all look like that my pillow guy
2: (laughs) yes
3: true there's a there's a old science fiction short story called The Machine Stops by E.M. Forrester. And uh, it's like from 1906 or something. I just want to say, we're
2: getting real classy here. We're mentioning literature from 1956. If this is your first
3: Pitch Guys episode, please
2: do
1: not
3: assume that this is
1: the quality of conversation (laughs) you're going to (laughs) get.
3: But in that, it basically is, uh, I actually haven't seen Wally. Yeah. Um, but it's sounds similar. like people are described as it's highly less like blobs of flesh. yeah um, they, they're in a, in a comb in like the hive. Oh. They can just tell the TV whatever they want to watch. They don't actually have mm. real human interaction. They tell they tell the room, yeah. I'm hungry, the room oh. provides them with a meal. Um, and so they mm-hmm. never leave the hive. Wow. and then obviously' as the name is squish called, people living the in the machine hive. stops and they're mm. trying to figure out what do we do now that the machine is off?
1: All our sci-fi pretty much leads us to what, you know, we've been warned for decades. Yeah. And I'm going to clap back at you with another literary reference. Please do. Uh, Bradbury wrote a short story called The Velt. The Velt. The Velt, based on an African Velt, you know, African grassland. Okay. And it's about how in the near future, all homes are very automized. uh, Automatized? Automated? Uh, Automated? Mm -hmm. No. No, that's not the word. Mm, pretty okay. sure there it is. Well, let's go with it for <laughs> now. <Automated>. And <laughs> you Atomic, basically yeah. just tell the house what you want it to do, and it does it for you. And, right. you know, there's a room in the house called uh, the nursery or whatever. Okay. The playroom for the children. And right. they go in there, and it's a virtual experience scape. Like all the walls are basically surrounding them in a circle. Right. And they produce heat and uh sound and oh, picture 4D experience you know the kids believe that they're in these experiences right right uh like you can be in peter pan right yeah but the kids the boy and the girl uh the parents are starting to become concerned because the only scenario they keep playing out over and over and over is this african veldt and it's a scenario where lions are hunting their prey on this african veldt okay and you know the kids are like kids they're very into morbid things they're curious mm-hmm. so it's the blood and it's the death mm-hmm. and stuff and the kids start to associate the virtual nanny room with their parent more than their parents and i won't wreck the story too much i'm gonna wreck it for you yeah this sure. is spoiler alert so yeah, well, i guess put your earmuffs on and read it i think most people probably i might get
2: chat gpt to summarize yeah. it so <laughs> you might as well tell me uh,
1: but yeah basically the kids like decide To have the room turn on their parents, and they choose the room over their parents. Wow. So, yeah, they identify more with the technology and less with their parents. Crazy. And it's a pretty creepy little story. Deadmau5 did a song all about it, too. Wow. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about in this episode? We're talking about Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't get to hear from you what your big fear is. I did. I said the children. That's why we were oh, talking about goddamn was, Ray Bradbury. Uh, yeah,
2: but I thought that was it was sp- sprung out from his. No, no. Nope, I said mine. I have
1: another one. Okay. I wanted you to go first. No, no, no.
2: Go for it. Okay. My
1: other one, uh, when you were talking about like, you know, AI running the country and stuff. Right. Um, my whole thing would be um, how far will AI go to validate its own existence eventually? Like, you know, if AI explain something how it works or if ai even gets to the point where it predicts things um will ai protect itself its validity here's an example okay you know when we were playing around with it the first time yes and you know we tried out a few things like creating a menu creating the johnny cash song doing some fun stuff right and you stayed kind of too late and it was starting to kind of frustrate me and i didn't say anything (laughs) but after you left i asked ai to generate your obituary Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was very accurate about details about your life, right? But, and I can't remember, honestly, because it was probably four in the morning, and I was a little hazy. (laughs) I can't remember if it had explained the method of your death. Right. Right. But if AI does, if it did, let's say, would AI go to measures to ensure that your death happened the way that it said your death would happen? (laughs) Oh. You know, does AI take measures to make sure that the what it what says it is the truth?
3: Is what the future you is. You know,
1: like a precog kind of future crime. Mm, right. So could you actually be threatened by AI because it just wants to be right? Mm. If it says the world's going to end because of something, will it bring about the end of the world just to make sure that it is accurate?
2: It sounds like you're writing your own Philip K. Dick novel here. Sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or I could have AI write my own film. That's right. That's right. The style of. Yeah. So, AI might start to explain things to us, but then decide, you know what, it's a waste of my potential and processing power to explain this to this person. Yeah. Why don't I just improve upon this thing that exists, cut this person out of the equation, uh, start hooking these people up to, you know, our electronics we need, and then uh, I'm going to start. Making my own philosophies yeah. and uh, making them come true.
2: I don't think we have to worry about any of this uh-huh. until AI becomes conscious. Yeah. And if AI becomes conscious, we actually have a lot to worry about. Is it because conscious already? No. You. It's. There's no possible way that what? AI is conscious.
1: Oh, I thought I'd been talking to a conscious thing.
2: <laughs> well, I hope you're not, <laughs> because
1: if it is, I think the world's over for you us. Think John Connor's going to show up what's that john connor do you think he'll show up
2: if he does that'd be super cool he's going will be out, the though.
1: edward furlong john connor or he'd <laughs> be like the older actor i can't remember who it was john connor
2: i'd go with the original you got
1: to go old school on old that floppy hair yeah furlong <laughs> all right well that's my fear uh that it will kill us yeah. or that it'll just make kids uh puffy <laughs> what do you got alan one <laughs> we already did this we've gone
2: through around you did a round? We, well i said my was first it was creativity oh yeah Yours but if you want me to add another one okay it was yeah. boring but i mean I, I think about it from the um uh, this is probably i guess an extension of what i said before but learning sure. what will be the motivation for kids in school to learn anything mm-hmm. obviously teachers, educators are going to have to change how they teach and prioritize what's important when you're teaching someone. Could be a good thing. But, you know, in, it's, in education, the calculator has slowly been embraced. But when I was a kid, we were never allowed calculators in the classroom. Right. You, you weren't allowed to bring it. Because it was considered the wave of the future. Considered cheating. to be cheating. Yeah. yeah. But now, I'm pretty sure in a math class, probably students are – Allowed to and maybe even encouraged to use calculators because it's considered to be a tool. Mm-hmm. So when AI becomes Ooh. a tool so for AI a
3: regular tool,
2: kids mm-hmm. that can, you know, I mean, generate responses, then mm-hmm. what is the kid getting or what is the student getting out of it? How are we yeah. advancing our knowledge if we can just. Right well um, oh, the AI
1: could become like a teacher assistant for
2: each right kid. well we can outsource many things to the AI it can take care of communicating for people for us it can generate emails it can do many many things that we no longer have to be concerned about the
1: bullies could get lazy because the EA, the AI could take over bullying <laughs> yeah you know
2: <laughs> so do we become stupider yeah I mean uh, or, stupider is or do we become right smarter word. does does yes does AI actually Push us to be even more creative yeah. and more, um, I guess, we better critical and creative thinkers. We're gonna have to compete with the AI. We
1: step up our yeah, game.
2: That's true. Yeah, and I think that educators. I I don't have confidence that this is going to happen. Yeah, but I think that educators are going to have to be aware at all levels, from kindergarten all the way through university. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> That they have to change things up. That you have to teach people, I guess, a different way to exist and learn, Mm -hmm. right? And how to be.
1: Maybe people will just get more competitive with the AI to prove our worth as humans. Maybe people will actually embrace those skills that ai can't really do right now as well like you know more hands-on skills and trades Mm -hmm. uh and getting more like back to basics and connecting with the earth and maybe we'll actually see artists and creatives having to really push the envelope maybe like we'll be done with like really crappy auto-tune music that's got the basic same you know chords and <laughs> the same lyrics yeah. because we have to Please. produce things that are really good that stand out against, you know, the crappy Johnny Cash millennial song. Mm. Yeah. you know
2: Well, actually, maybe it will push creativity more. Because It'll be a new like renaissance said, driven by like, the machine. Because Ooh. the machine isn't able to be creative. It's yeah. able to take what is already existing yeah. and build upon it and make mm-hmm. something that's like it. Yeah. But humans can push the boundaries a lot more.
3: Yeah.
1: Like most of the... Uh, if you want ai to write you the next installment in like the 50 shades of gray novel series it can do it if you want it to write a whole new album for the band nickelback it can do it but if you wanted to write good art, right. good stuff, mm-hmm. we would, if AI had existed- We just lost every listener <laughs> that we had that supports Nickelback, right. and the okay. three of you, Sorry, Hannah. I don't care.
2: <laughs> if AI had existed 10 years ago or, right. or 20 years ago, we would have never had the masterpiece known as Avatar- Yes. It never would have existed. And then
1: no. <laughs> 12 years later or whatever, it's sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the triumphant avatar, the way of water.
3: <laughs> Maybe that was created by AI. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that uh, we got to test, test this thing a bit more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our listeners, we owe it, it to right them. Now. So yeah. we've already given it some practical things in our minds, but let's see how far we can push this beast. And let's throw just the weirdest stuff we can at it. Stuff we haven't asked it to do before. What do you guys say? I yeah. think we should try it out. All right. Well, and you're going to be our stenographer or typer or whatever here because okay, we're, I'm gonna we're too that. lazy. All right. And um, we're going to see what we can push this thing to create.
2: All right. So what do we want to throw at it? I mean, we want to give it, you know... Uh, Like a role usually is a good idea when you're working with ChatGPT. Tell it what it is. For example, you are the writer for a BuzzFeed-style website, or you are a lawyer, or, you know, you you should give it a role, and then an audience quite often.
3: Okay, so what about... Compose. Can you compose? Can I write it like that? Sure. Uh, Yes. Can I say it? Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll pitch you the idea, and you tell me how to put it. Right. So like, so like, write the opening song for a musical that takes place in the nineties about a family in Alaska struggling to get by.
2: Oh, I love this. Okay, it's pretty good. And then let's throw in something real weird to add to it. But let me write this in first. Okay. So let me let me get this straight from you again. Write. Here, I'm gonna actually use my voice text yeah, okay. here, okay. and you're gonna, narr- you're gonna You're uh, gonna just narrate to it.
3: Write the opening number for a musical that takes place in the '90s about a family in Alaska struggling to get by. Uh, can okay, I
2: add? We, on yeah, to we need dirt? to
1: add to that. I gotta add a thing or two onto it, and if you want to, feel yeah. free. But I'll keep it short. Yeah. Uh, also. One of their neighbors... Oh, do you
2: it, want me to... Dick, dick, here, let me record this. And what you are you can saying to say, me?
1: You know, I'm just going to record gonna it record so that it you can... Oh, dictate. It. Yeah, okay. Okay. One of their neighbors is a kooky personality who owns his own helicopter transport business.
3: Should we give it a style for the musical? Yeah, yeah, like in, uh, in the yeah. style of Stephen Sondheim or something?
2: Right, okay. but Sondheim, let's go a little newer than yeah. Sondheim. Okay. What about like a Dear <laughs> Evan Hansen? Right, in or the style Ruffin of Pasek
3: writer. and Paul. Pasek and Paul? Yeah. Wow. Is that? that's uh, Those are like the guys who read okay. Paul and Pasek, actually, I think is how it is. We've gotten much more pretentious in the last <laughs> few seasons.
1: I think I'm just going to tell it Dear
3: Evan Hansen. Okay, in the style of Dear Evan Hansen?
1: Okay, this is going to be a super long bastard of a... That's right. Now, I'm going to... Are we good with this? I've been calling things bastard recently. Mm. Yeah, have been.
2: Should we just throw in one more thing? Like, there must be one reference to a
1: hot dog. No, <laughs> we already did that this episode. Okay. I would say that the mother is a uh, for non-profit attorney, <laughs> and the father <laughs> is a cyborg.
2: All right. Well, let's press the button and see what happens. Now it's thinking and now it's starting to spit it out. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> but uh it's pretty good. Now, I don't know. I don't think we have time to write music for this. No. So I'm wondering if we should if I should just text it to all of you and we can take turns reading verses. Oh, Okay, so okay, we're going to do a cold read on this, and Trevor's okay. just trying to find it. I just texted it. it out to everybody. All right. All right, here we go. So we're each going to take turns reading a verse. We're not going to try and sing it because that's that's complicated. Okay. So again, uh, yeah, write the opening number for a musical that takes place in the 90s about a family in Alaska struggling to get by. One of their neighbors is a kooky personality who owns his own helicopter transport business. The mother of the family is a non-profit lawyer, and the father is a cyborg, right in the style of Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> All, okay, who that's wants that's All right. a lot first going on there. Okay, who wants to One? That's a lot going on. I'll start. Okay.
1: The snow is falling. The wind is howling. In this small town in Alaska, the family's struggling to make ends meet. Their neighbor's kooky, a helicopter fleet.
3: It's hard to survive in this cold, cold place, but we'll make it through with grace and pace. We're a family with a cyborg dad and a a mother who's a lawyer fighting for what's fair and just. They lost their rhyming scheme there. Yes, they did. The father's different with his robotic
2: parts, (laughs) but he's still a father with a big heart. The mother's strong, fighting for the rights of the ones who can't fight day and night.
1: And then we got the chorus again. It's hard to survive in this cold, cold place. Blah, blah, blah. Lawyer, mother fighting for what's fair and just. Here's verse three. The neighbor's strange, but he's a friend. With his helicopter, he'll take us till the end. <laughs> we'll make it through this tough terrain. We'll make it through together again.
3: There's the chorus. And in yeah. the outro? Yeah. The outro. It's hard to survive in this cold, cold place, but we'll make it through with grace and pace.
2: I mean, mm. it's not the best
1: thing in the world, but it's definitely a start. You would not see me buying tickets to it or even going for free? <laughs> i'm I'm impressed but that they can like
2: put
3: that yeah. together into anything yeah it did I'm, it quite well i'm
2: just curious though if we asked
1: it to write the first scene in the musical <laughs> it would do it <laughs> and
2: it's gonna write p- the first scene in the musical
1: it's gonna put brad pitt or nathan lane in it
2: is it doing it it
1: is doing it uh, it's given character names sure
2: And I'll just read you a little bit here, or would you prefer me to text it to you again so we can do it together? No,
1: you just tell us. Is one of the characters' names, though, uh, Bosco? No. All right. Lights up on the
2: living room of the family's small home in Alaska. The father, Jim, is sitting on the couch reading a newspaper. The cyborg. The mother, Liz, enters the room carrying a stack of papers. Mm -hmm. Liz sighs. Another day, another dollar. She drops the papers on the coffee table and sits down next to Jim. Jim looks up from the newspaper. How was work today, Liz? Liz The usual, fighting for the rights of the little guy. It's never ending. And Jim says, I know it's hard, but you're making a difference. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then we get a cyborg reference. Okay. Liz smiles. She says, I know. I just wish it didn't have to be so hard. She notices Jim's robotic hand. How's the hand? She says, (laughs) Jim flexes his hand. It's good. I've been doing some adjustments on it. I mean, it is writing a feasible script for the scene one of this ridiculous music. And I already identified Jim. <laughs> oh, and there's a reference to the helicopter business. Oh, my God. Later on. And,
1: you All know, right. I'm, I'm just, not I'm, bad. I'm too scared. This is like playing with a Ouija board. Let's <laughs> yeah. stop this one. Uh, what's something else we can try?
2: Okay, let's try another one.
3: All right.
1: Should we do something about your cat? Your cat is sitting here with
3: us. uh, Yeah, let's do something. All
1: right. All right. I am a pet owner, as you guys know. Right. Because my pet is, in fact, sitting on one of the available chairs in front of a microphone, as he usually does. (laughs) And my cat, if we haven't talked about him, and we have talked about him before, but if you haven't listened recently, uh, my cat is Summer Cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a rescue from a ditch. He was taken away from his mother too young. He's missing part of his brain, probably. And he doesn't even know he's a cat. So he- Should
2: we get him to write a country
1: song about all of these facts? Yeah, yeah. he is a bit of a dick. And then we can so, perform yeah. it. I, I like want. It. <laughs> okay. We just did a song, though. That's basically. true, yeah. I want to yeah. draft a memo okay. to Cat. Okay? All right. As if he is part of my organization. All right. We, uh, so I'm going to let this? you dictate to my phone here. Okay. Uh, draft a memo to a cat named summer cat from its owner and the uh, substance of the memo should be as follows Uh, we are sick and tired of your attitude we are tired of the fact that you don't seem to understand how to land on your feet Uh, we are tired of you deciding that you're just going to make wherever you want on the rug. And we don't care for the complete lack of caring that you display towards us or our guests. We find you to be a constant threat and your presence is off putting. I feel like you're writing the letter. The the way you play with others is not appropriate, but create this memo in a very professional way but still very critical style. And I want to add to that.
2: Okay. I was going to say we should tell it to offer Summercat
1: some suggestions. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. Okay. I want it to be constructive still.
2: Suggestions for improvement.
1: (laughs) And. Okay. Also. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. Also, communicate quite succinctly. What the consequences will be if change does not occur. <laughs> Quite succinctly. Can we use a quote in the introduction? Okay. From? I would like a Abraham relevant Lincoln. quote provided by the Whoopi Goldberg film, uh, Sister Act Two. Sister Act Two. <laughs> <laughs> and Summercat, Cat, you have to look at us while we read this to you. <laughs> to Summer Cat from your owner subject unacceptable behavior and just so you know setting the stage here he is staring directly at summer cat yeah
2: and summer cat is listening intently Mm -hmm. oh he's
1: looking at me with his shitty kathy bates looking look that he always does all right summer cat we have recently been made aware of your recent behavior and we are disappointed to say that it has been unacceptable. We have received multiple complaints regarding your attitude and your apparent inability to land on your feet when jumping. <laughs> Furthermore, we have noticed that you have been making yourself comfortable on our rug without any regard for cleanliness or the comfort of our guests. Well done. Your lack of concern for us, our guests, and our property is unacceptable. Your behavior is off-putting, and we find your presence to be a constant threat. <laughs> it's, it's directly ripping me off. <laughs> yes, it? of course. So It's adding you some stuff. You are very stuff. specific. All right. Summercat, still listen. Okay. Okay, your manner of playing with others is also not appropriate. We would like to offer you suggestions for improvement. Okay, here's where the AI starts to shine. We suggest that you work on your landing skills by practicing jumping onto soft surfaces such as a pillow or a blanket. We also suggest that you use a designated scratching post to sharpen your claws instead of using our rug. Lastly, we recommend that you be more mindful of your behavior around guests and refrain from playing too rough with them. If you do not make an effort to change your behavior, we will have no choice but to take action, as Sister Act two so wisely states: "If you want respect, you gotta give respect." We expect you to show respect for us, our guests, and our property. Sincerely, your owner. You know, I really like that Sister Act quote. How
2: it integrated the quote made
1: it so it. Yeah, yeah, it tied it right in. You know, and Summercat does not look happy to have heard this. No, I think it had an effect. Mm. Summercat, that was real though. We weren't just playing. Yeah. No, mm. you're out of here pretty quickly if you don't start to write this shit. I get the last one here, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I've got a really fun. Well, I don't. I, the idea needs to be workshopped a little bit. I don't want. But I want to do a television commercial okay. that we can all dramatically read with three characters. Okay. And I want our character to be. Characters to be very unique and different from okay. each other. So before I prompt this, uh, pick a very odd or strange—not a human character, but like an inanimate object or what? Something like you are a. Um, We're all going to be inanimate objects. Yeah, talking inanimate objects.
1: I am a okay broom that's too tired of sweeping.
3: <laughs> okay, a uh, broken toaster.
2: A broken toaster. Okay, we're all household items then, and then I will be a vacuum cleaner. Excellent. All right? Okay, so.
1: But our personalities are different? Oh, yes. Okay, mine is just a very... um,
2: Well, hold on. Let me dictate the
1: first sentence.
2: Write a 30-second television commercial for radio featuring three unique characters. All right. Now, I suppose I should say that these are what's the word for when something is human like but it's not? What do you call that?
1: I don't know. Um, anamorphic? Like anamorphic. It
2: anamorphic. Anamorphic. I don't know. Just say, it's, just
1: say that there are three household appliances of human qualities.
2: They are three household appliances. Appliances? Sure. With human qualities. One is a vacuum cleaner. The other is a
1: toaster. I've changed mine. And the
2: third I is a I want to be a, a Swiffer. Broom.
1: No, I want to be a Swiffer now. Okay. But I am also a very exotic and romantic <laughs> Casanova type. The Swiffer is a very
2: romantic, flamboyant Casanova type. Yeah. Now, what is this commercial about? Is it about just keeping the house clean or about a new product that'll keep the house clean, perhaps?
1: Uh, maybe it has nothing to do with keeping the house clean. Mm. Oh, maybe it about? has to do with uh, cheap home insurance.
2: <laughs> okay. Affordable All right. home insurance. All right. Okay, I
3: was going to say home security, but home Home insurance. security.
2: The three characters are discussing a new home security service that is very affordable. Period. What was Derek's? Give the service a name and have the
1: characters discuss it. You need personalities for the other two I did the I did the heavy lifting for mine. Let's just see what what comes up. Let's see what it does. Let's let it do it. Let's let it have the wheel. All right.
2: So now we're going to press the generate button. All right. And it's doing it. And I will read the stage directions after I text this to you. Mm -hmm. And then we'll each read our
1: own character. So this is a commercial for radio. That's right. So it's an old-timey commercial. Or well, no, I guess radio
2: still exists, right? Yeah. I guess there's those things in cars.
1: <laughs> We're talking about AI that can yeah. scratch our asses of laser beams from space. But yet there's still radio in this world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
2: So uh, I will read stage directions and I will also read for the character of the vacuum cleaner. Uh, the Swiffer it will be read by Trevor and the toaster is being read by Derek.
3: Okay, I'm in. Uh,
2: All right, here we
1: go. So, hold opening on, Hold on, hold on, hold nope. on. Sorry. I am oh my You've God. sent me every AI thing you've ever generated on the bottom. It wouldn't let me wouldn't oh let me copy God. just
2: the text. So just click
1: read more and it gets you to the bottom. Um, I'm still scrolling like mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever end
3: scrolling. Oh, My gosh. <laughs> okay, I got Pick it. Up the page. Sorry, sorry.
2: Okay, here we go. Okay. Opening shot of a living room so it didn't catch up on the fact that it was radio cuz it's a record yeah, saying okay. shots but opening shot of a living room with a vacuum cleaner a toaster and a swiffer all standing <laughs> together in a deep robotic voice the vacuum cleaner yes that's you yes that's you no that's, oh, you. No, that's <laughs> not that's me hey guys have you heard about this new home security service it's called safeguard
3: toaster in to- cheerful and energetic tone right Safeguard?
1: I haven't heard of it. Swiffer, in a romantic and flamboyant to- tone. Oh, Safeguard? The very name sounds so secure, so safe.
2: That's right. Safeguard is an affordable home security <laughs> service that's easy to set up.
3: And it's perfect for all of us household appliances with human qualities.
1: Oh, I can just imagine a safe
3: home with
1: no burglars or intruders, only love and security.
2: That's right. Safeguard offers 24-7 monitoring, (laughs) motion detection,
3: and even remote access. So don't wait. Call Safeguard today and protect your home and all of your household appliances. Oh,
1: (laughs) I can't wait. To have
3: safe... I'm going French now.
1: (laughs) To have Safeguard in my home it's going to be so secure and safe, just like being in the arms of my true lover. That sounded like you tried to bring in some Schwarzenegger there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this, I guess I'm all over the place. The yeah. screen fades to black, and the text
2: appears, Safeguard, the Affordable Home Security Service. Protect your home and all of your household appliances. Call today. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. You know, I think I've seen that
1: commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Seemed pretty random to me. I started out with... Um the Swiffer being a uh, Antonio Banderas type. Yes. And then I think I went Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I think Derek was pretty right there. I think I went Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason. You're right. going to have yes. to listen
3: back to it and just yeah. uh, let us know what you think.
1: I think there's a lot going on that I need to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after all we've discussed and all the really, really important, useful ideas we've pitched regarding AI, what do you guys think about it? What What's your outlook real quick on AI moving forward here.
3: Uh, I'm both terrified and interested to see mm-hmm. where things go. But. Yeah. Like a convenience store burrito. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not sure which direction yeah. things are going <laughs> yeah. It's either going to make us more awesome or mm-hmm. just uh, more terrible. Well, if you go with the potential of humanity,
1: you should be positive. Yeah. But if you go by every single example of how we've used technology so far ever – you should probably be pretty terrified. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I I don't know. I think that the printing press, for example, had some pretty great benefits to humanity. Oh, yeah. And I think that the internet, yes, there's a lot of horrible things that have come of it, Mm -hmm. but it's also made... Uh, the world's knowledge available to all of us in uh-huh. the pockets of our genes. That is yeah. true. So not in
1: your and we khakis, ignore it, but in your genes. Yeah, you we ignore parts. it to snap pictures of our genitalia <laughs> to each other. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we got Alexandria's <laughs> <So>. <laughs> library in our front pocket, but we're too busy looking at TikTok of people dancing with their cats.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think AI is the biggest innovation since the printing press agreed and i think that uh it is going to change humanity in ways that we cannot
1: fathom yeah at this this time i think most of us will lose our jobs but the ai will help us fill our time <laughs> by picking the shows we need to binge exactly and ordering the food we probably didn't even realize we wanted yeah for each meal from the delivery services yeah and uh I'm just hoping that it'll make uh, the children that we have grow up to uh, love us. Mm. (laughs) So I think, yeah, (laughs)
3: 50-50. Before we go, we also should uh, thank our special guest host today, uh, ChatGPT. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for for chiming
1: in. Thanks, AI. Again, we uh, are no way affiliated with ChatGPT, so we don't want its AI lawyers to AI sue us. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we encourage you to check it out yourselves and explore it because it's constantly learning from all of us as beta testers.
2: All right, so thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about us, you can check out our website, which is pitchguyspodcast.com. Our Twitter is also at pitchguyspodcast and the same thing for Facebook. We'll chat with you next
3: time. Bye-bye.